You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur. Hello, Hare Krishna, everyone. This is Gangadas, your host, and today we're very, very fortunate. We are in Mayapur, and we have Pandava Prabhu, who is uh, one of the managers a co-manager of JPS Archives. JPS stands for Jayapataka Swami Gurudev Archives. So they are working on a different lecture and video, and they are putting it on the website. Quite interesting job, I should say. I know Panda Prabhu maybe for more than 30 years. And he's uh, give a little introduction. He's born in USA, New York in 1948. He studied in Atlanta in a college. And also at the time there was a Vietnam War, so he was for four years in the Air Force and ended up becoming security police. Then when he came out alive, which was, uh, you know, something... 1971. <laughs> 1971, he became a car mechanic, diploma. He studied for one and a half year. He went to work in different company and always awarded some kind of leadership position or managerial position. And then, in 1985, his wife, uh, coming out of the college, saw a book table, and he saw the devotees, and they asked to take some prasadam, but they were doing some fasting, and they were chanting some home. So we're very, very glad to have you with, with us today, Pandav Prabhu. He'll tell us more about himself and the story of how he came in contact with devotees. Welcome, Pandav Prabhu. Thank you, Ganga Prabhu. Glad to be here. <laughs> it's very nice uh, to have you because it's a long time and I know you and I see you always sometimes from the gym. You are chanting on your rooftop and I say hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know you're a very sweet devotee and uh, always a challenging for devotee. It's never, it's never boring, I should say. You know, the life of devotee, people think, oh, these devotees, you know, they put something like the chant Hare Krishna. What a boring life. But I should say it's never boring life to be a devotee of Lord Krishna because it's always adventure. There is always some challenges. There is always something to learn. And today we're learning something more from this uh, wonderful devotee, Panda Prabhu. So, Panda Prabhu, tell us a little bit about your family, for example, just a few minutes. Uh, your father, mother, brother, sister, uh, I'm not aware. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, my mother was from Atlanta, and my father was from New York, and he met her during the uh, WW2 uh, when he was down in Atlanta for basic training. He went down to the city, and he met met my mother there. So after the war, they got together and got married. And nice. He you have brothers to, and sister? Yeah, I have two uh, sisters and one brother. Nice. Wonderful. So... Uh, were your father religious, your mother religious? They were always both very pious. Uh, my father was uh, very humble, and also uh, he didn't talk much, <laughs> so, okay. which would go along good if you were a devotee. You know, you only talk about Krishna, otherwise you don't talk. Right. So he's very quiet. Wonderful. Tell us a little bit about uh, this service you've been doing for many, many years. You know, you're one of the co-managers of JPS Archive. What, how you got involved and how, what are the challenges? What, what service are you doing right now for the devotees around or watching this JPS Archives? Well, 
in Mayapur, we have the Jayapataka Swami Maharaj uh, Archives World Headquarters. <clears throat> and um, I'm co-managing there and supervising the video department because Guru Maharaj told me, uh, you're in charge of the videos. Nice. And so... Um, also, my wife had set up for Guru Maharaj back when YouTube first started. She set up a YouTube channel called Nimai Nittai. And we put all of Gurudev's classes and kirtans and japa walks and everything on Nimai Nittai. And then uh, eventually he said, I want my own YouTube channel. Because we could see there was other Maharajas, uh, so-and-so Maharaj official and other Maharaj officials. Yeah, yeah. So I made up a YouTube channel, Jayapataka Swami official. And then we started moving all of the vis. As the uh, new videos came out, they all went there. Nice. So how many years you have been doing this service from the Prabhu? Well, we started back in 85, 86, uh, Atlanta was where they were doing the tape ministry, the Jayapataka Swami tape ministry. It got started there with uh, the temple president, Balabhadra Bhattacharya Prabhu. Uh, he was into audio and video, so he got the devotees to set up and do a tape ministry. At the time, there were tapes. Cassette there were cassette tapes, I remember, because I remember one time I went to Atlanta and the president gave me a big, huge bag and said, you have to take this to back to Mayapur. I said, what? <laughs> so what happened, the Madhiji, the, there's a couple of Madhijis were doing it, primarily one Madhiji, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name now, but uh, she eventually moved out of the temple and she was trying to do something at home and then uh, she eventually left her body. So my wife took over the uh, tape ministry. And then um, when Guru Maharaj came to Atlanta after Spain, where he was attacked with a knife, he uh, was staying in Atlanta, and then he went and recovering there for a month or so. And then he uh, decided to go down to New Taliban Farms, so we followed him down there to take care of him. We were taking care of him in Atlanta, my wife and I. So then we went to uh, New Taliban Farm, and we just stayed there. We were doing the tape ministry there. Nice. And was it difficult to transfer everything from tape into, you know, in the modern technology, which is not tape, no CD, and or there was some changes from, from the you know what it's called uh, analog. Yeah, analog to digital. Digital. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we didn't make the change because what happened was uh, when I was there, they would put these little Mayapur newsletters, uh, news magazines. They would put them on the bulletin board every month. So I was always, I would grab it and take it home and read it. My wife always, from the early days in the movement, she wanted to go to Mayapur because she got that Mayapur magazine. Right. And she wasn't happy until we ever eventually get to Mayapur. <laughs> but I wasn't so much in, because I had a career job, you know, in, in corporate management. But... um What happened was, uh, I read one of those magazines and it said like... Uh, Krishna needs you. We need someone that uh, knows uh, construction trade to come here and supervise construction because they were had a lot of construction going on. They were building hotels here, and they're building all the new Grahasta area, Grahastapara yes. area. And um, the Samadhi was finally going full steam ahead, so they needed devotees from the West to come and supervise construction. So... I asked my wife, and she agreed, and we checked with Gurdave, and he said we had to fill in an application and all that and send it there, and if they approve, 
then you can come. But but it was only it's not like the whole world was breaking the door down. You know, it was <laughs> it was Ujwala Nilamani Prabhu, Prabhupada disciple, was there yes. supervising construction. They put me in charge of finishing. And then we had Rahini Nandana Prabhu who was in charge of the building, the hotels, the Gada building. And he was from Malaysia, right? Yeah. And then there was Giri Govardhan Prabhu who was in charge of getting the samadhi finished. With, so uh, that's Sadbuch about Prabhu. all that came, yes. you know. <laughs> nice. Somehow I, I did get accepted you. and I came here and it was the best thing in my life uh, from 91 to 96. And that's when they had the grand opening of the samadhi. Right. There was not so many people at that time. No, not here in my <laughs> Yeah, I remember the early day. It was very sweet. And uh, so then, but uh, you you got involved in transferring all this tape or putting it on a website and making the video out? No, what happened was that when when we got accepted for that position, then we had to do something with the tape ministry. Right. So... Uh, We got one devotee in Atlanta would take over sales and production and get rid of, to get that going. But we moved the bulk of the tape ministry over here to Bangalore with Madhu Pandit Prabhu because we had met him when he came to Atlanta when Gurudev was recovering from the attack. Right. And he was very impressive, and Bangalore was very impressive at that time. And they said they'd build a whole studio for the archives, and they would take it over. So we brought it all over, and they took it all down to Bangalore. Nice. I went down there to see the setup and everything. It was yeah, it was nice. very impressive. It's true. And so we figured that this is the very best place you could put it because he's a disciple of Gurmaraj and he's they've got all the funding and they've got the special rooms and dedicated disciples and devotees there. So it's an ideal place that can stay there as a world headquarters. Also, it's not so humid like in Mayapur. And yeah. Weather-wise, it was good. But then from there, you shift everything back. So then what happened while we were doing that and the construction, then we had to leave because no one would fund me anymore. And so we had to go back to the West. So we didn't return for 13 years later. But the tape ministry was still being done in Bangalore. And then we heard at some point that collapsed. And then it got shifted to Australia and, and to a few different devotees sprinkled around in Bangalore took it from that temple and kept kept it, you know. And then um, what happened next was uh, a devotee, a Prabhupada disciple, uh, Jita Krota Prabhu, mm -hmm. in Murari Sevak Farm in Tennessee. He had commenced Gurudev, but he should be doing a video ministry. And so he would do all the editing and, and take care of a video ministry. So he was doing that for several years while we were over here. They started it when we were over here. They started the video ministry. So then at some point, uh, that situation collapsed, and then uh, Mahavarabhu asked us if we can go up there and retrieve the video ministry. It was also audio ministry there. So we retrieved it and brought it back to Atlanta. So then we got our that service back again, <laughs> which is really wonderful. But then from Atlanta, again, you shifted back to Mayabur. So then what we were doing, it once I retired, uh, I did an early retirement, kind of like I was hearing Hari Leela Prabhu. I did an early retirement, <laughs> and then uh, we went ahead and moved here in 2012. Hari Leela Prabhu came here in 2012. So yes. we did early retirement and moved to Mayapur. So we brought the video ministry to Mayapur. 
And then the audio ministry was still in Bangalore and in uh, Australia. And that uh, one devotee had brought the audio ministry to uh, Mayapur. So then we united everything back and made a world headquarters here in Mayapur. Nice. So what are the challenges in this service you're doing together with many other people? I saw the other day in the studio you have at least 10 people working with you. Well, we have like in that one office, we have uh, 16 people. Yes. So you have to have all those computers. Money's always an issue, you know, because you have to pay monthly maintenance. They're not making salaries and career money, you know, but they're, they're getting a monthly stipend or maintenance. Right. So that has to come around, you know, every month, a couple of lakhs. And uh, Gurmaraj, he funds the JPS office because that's his Vapu service. He has his Vapu servants up there in his quarters, and then he has the other Vapu servants as far as letters and that type activity. So he funds his office, but he doesn't fund the, um, the archives because the archives is for his disciples. Right. And it should be run by his disciples. It should be funded by his disciples, and it's for them. Because he said, I have like 70,000 disciples, and I've got thousands waiting, aspiring devotees. They're waiting in line to get initiated. But I can't train 80,000 disciples. That's up to the archives. So we have books. We have audio tapes. We have on SoundCloud. We have Flickr. We have photos. YouTube, we have videos. We have books that have come out in different languages. So we're just flooding it out free of charge. Well, books, you have to give some donation, but online, you can uh, get all of this information and training. We have Jayapataka Swami app. We have Lava Matra app. And so many ways we're reaching out to the disciples. They just have to give the time, you know. Some of them say, I don't know anything about a YouTube channel. <laughs> but it's been around for years, you know. Yeah, of course. But how you manage to get the funds every month? That must be a challenging for you? Well, in the early days, I was just funding it out of my uh, stipend. I mean, not stipend, my pension. retirement pension. pension. So I was funding for quite some time. But then Shamraskabu, uh, he was mainly uh, taking care of Gurmaraj. Wherever he was sick, he would be there. He wasn't so much in the archives. But when he, when he was there, he'd finally set up a publications division. So then we have a lot more people because we're putting out magazines. Shiguru Prasanga magazine comes out every month in Bengali. Nice. And we have so many books. And so there, <clears throat> it required more and more people. He's, so we ended up with a staff of like 16 people. And uh, So somehow Krishna is sending you the funds this way or that well, way? Just the mercy of Shiguru and Garanga, the <laughs> Shamrazabu gets the money every month. Yes, surrender. Yes, surrenders. Tell us the story how how your wife met the devotees in Atlanta, because this is a very interesting story, I believe, for the people, our friends who are listening to this podcast. Yeah, you know, my wife had gone to this one grocery store, and they have these big, huge jars of all kinds of herbs, natural herbs, and healing herbs, and all that. And she was wondering. Well, how do you know what to take? You know, how do you, what, somebody has to help you with this. And she said, oh, there's a doctor over in East Point, and you can go meet him. And so he and I, uh, she and I went to him, and he was working with us and medicines and all that and trying to, we quit eating meat, we stopped alcohol, 
and we, we was, he wanted us to become vegetarians, which we eventually did. And then he said, uh, after some time, uh, you should do a cleansing, hmm. cleansing fast. And I said, what would you do? How do you do that? So he had the different herbs that you take, and then you take only fruit juice for 30 days. Wow. So we, we were doing that, and then he had us uh, chanting Om in the evening. I'd come home oh. from work, and we would chant Om. <laughs> so then uh, so then my wife, she says, you know, I, I, we need a guru. We need a guru to guide us in our lives. So she went and asked him if he would be our guru, and he said, no, I, I won't do that. But he was into, he was pretty advanced. He could do levitation. He was a yogi. He would do meditation, and then he would levitate. You saw it with your own eyes? Hmm? You saw it with your own eyes? My wife did. did. Your wife did saw it? Yeah. Wow. But I didn't, but... Uh, so anyway, we did the 30-day fast, and then while the 30-day fast was going on, she said, well, he, he won't be our guru, so I have we have to find a guru. So she's looking through the phone book and trying to figure out, and then she saw, what about these Hare Krishnas, you know? So she's looking there, found Hare Krishnas. But... I don't know if they had us. I don't remember about that. But um, so anyway, she was still looking and looking. She said, "I'm going to stay on this fast till I find my guru." Wow, that's a vow. Huh? So, she's like my shiksha guru, my wife. So, <laughs> so anyway, one day she just went out on a walk during lunch, and she went to Georgia State College, and there was a little book table there, two modigies, and they were giving prasad to people, and they had books and magazines and nice. And then she saw the Mayapur magazine, and she said, this is the only thing I want. She gave a donation and read it. And then from then on, she says, we have to go to India. We have to live in Mayapur. <laughs> and I won't be happy till we get to Mayapur. <laughs> she got the magazine from the lady of yeah. Mayapur. Wow. So we never know. Like, we're producing these magazines here in Mayapur. You never know, you know, how Mayapur magazine would bring somebody to the movement. <clears throat> Yeah, actually, this magazine, Prashad and the Devotee, they can change people's life. And, uh, you know, it's something amazing. But then she um, she went during the lunch hour, she went over to the Hare Krishna temple because she met them. She went to Hare Krishna temple, met the temple president, Balabhadra Bhattacharya Prabhu, and he was really preaching with her and helping her, getting her to chant. And then he was talking about devotional service. You're busy. You have a job. You don't have devotional service. You can chant. But anytime you're around the temple, like if you sweep sweep the temple or you rake the leaves or anything you do, take garbage out, whatever, it's devotional service. And you'll get some bliss and you'll get some advancement. So my wife would be, whenever she goes there, she'd just be running all around the temple doing things, sweeping, <laughs> cleaning, running garbage and everything. She would always be doing it. Gumraj was there one day. What are you doing? She said, I'm on the transcendental treasure hunt. <laughs> he said, what? I'm just looking for devotional service I could do. Wash somebody's plates, you know, or, or sweep the floor, wipe, mop the temple room, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm on the transcendental treasure hunt. And he said, I love that idea. <laughs> so, so, you know. So eventually, but I, I, she was talking to me about going to the temple, and I said, well, you shouldn't go around there. They'll brainwash you. <laughs> but I didn't know anything about them. But, you know, it was one of these cults, as yeah. we had had a lot of different cults in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But eventually, uh, we ended up going down there for a Sunday feast. And I think it was Lord Nechananda's appearance day. And so, uh, Big festival. 
I was surprised the, the pajari that was doing the RT and the lamp like the priest, because I was in the Catholic Church, and he was right. like the priest. He's up there Same. doing that. And then after the, everything was over, we went in one of the small rooms in the back temple, and we were sitting, taking prasad. I was just sitting in one of the chairs. And he came in, and he sat on the floor next to me. And I'm going, he's the priest. I'm sitting up in the chair, and he's sitting <laughs> on the floor. You know, he's very humble, Makunda Prabhu. And so I was impressed with that, you know. Nice. So finally, the brainwashed you also? Yeah. So what What my wife had had been doing was uh, the devotees would say, oh, just get rid of him, move in the temple. And whenever you become a devotee, you sell everything, get rid of everything, get rid of the husband, get everything, move in the <laughs> temple and be happy, you know, chant and be happy. She said, I, don't, I love my husband. I don't want to just throw him in the dirt. So she said, well, I'll figure out some way. To, she's praying to Lord Nityananda what to do. And she said, uh, she was a gourmet cook, my wife. So she said, when he comes home from work every day, I come home. I get off at 5. He doesn't get off till 7, you know. And I comes home. I'll have a gourmet prasadam fixed up. And we'll use the formal dining room. We had a regular dining room in the kitchen, but we used the formal dining room. And she would set everything up with candles and everything. And... And she stayed, and when she was playing the cassette tapes of some of the great singers in ISKCON, nice. and then she would read the uh, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad uh, Bhagavatam stories to me while I was taking prasadam. And so <laughs> it was like coming every way, you know, audible and <laughs> prasad and all that. And, Amazing story. And, and then the first deities we got was Atmatatva Prabhu. He knew head Pajari and Jagannath Puri, and he got some Jagannath deities carved by the head pundit. And he brought those to Mayapur, and he gave them to Gumaraj to bring to us. And he brought them in his luggage to Atlanta, and that was our first deities were Jagannath, Balaram, Subhadra were in on our altar, you know. We still have them today, nice. you know. Nice. And Jagannath is very merciful. Very, very merciful. Amazing story, our people... Sometimes wife can change the husband. Sometimes the husband can change the wives. Sometimes both of them, they, they get attracted to Lord Krishna's mercy and their life change. But in the beginning, you thought this is not, it's not a religion, it's a cult or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it, but it was just another cult like they show on the news, you know, right. so many different cults. But then when you start to speak to the body, you understood that these people, they knew something and they were not called, they were not mm -hmm. brainwashers. Well, Gurmaraj was wanting me to, like, maybe you, when you're driving around, you have to go to all these stores, you can, you can use this, like, clicker, and you can count your rounds, and you can try to do, like, one round a day, eventually five rounds, so we were, like, aspiring, and I was doing that, and then, then, um, we decided I would get up and go to Mangalarti in Atlanta. So um, that morning I got up early, and when I turned the engine on, cranked the car, George Harrison was singing My Sweet Lord. <laughs> I love that song, you know, and it was going. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not chanting, I'm just singing along with this song. It's just as soon as the engine cranked up, it was like Krishna's like showing me, you know. Amazing. <laughs> that song was on a hit parade for many, many years. Yeah. yeah, in Europe, it was in America, everywhere, you know, everywhere. People heard that song, so beautiful, you know, yeah. My Sweet Lord, yeah. which has the mantra inside also. 
Correct. Yeah. That's very nice. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Guru Prem. No, Guru Shiva or something. <laughs> that was beautiful. Nice song. So then, uh, as you became a devotee, how did you felt in your heart, in your mind, in your life? Well, you were feeling becoming more happy, or you? Yeah, I, I was going to mention that, and I forgot it, but you brought it there. <laughs> so Krishna's mercy. But when I started chanting, then uh, a change was like my, my heart was like a like a steel cage or something or yeah. concrete. And it was it was breaking open, you know. It was coming out, and a love and friendship and comradeship like coming out from my heart. And I'm going like, "What What's is happened? going on?" What's you going know? on? <laughs> because I was man. I had a hundred car mechanics under me, and and you know you you can't be a loving type of a priest or something with them. You know, it's a kind of it's a lot of di different alcohol and drugs. You know, different things. So you have to be a little bit hard. You know. But then uh, once I started chanting, then I was like being too friendly, you know, with everybody and too soft. You know, <laughs> soft side of me was coming out. I said, no, we can't do that. <laughs> but I just kept chanting and it was like so much love coming, so much reciprocation. It, it really was. It wasn't that I was doing 16 rounds. It was just a, maybe one round or five rounds, you know, I would keep increasing. But I had to drive around to so many stores all over the metro area and out to different cities and all that. And so I had a lot of time to chant. <clears throat> so it definitely works, you know, if someone, at least if you're here in this broadcast, if you just start chanting, you know, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. And if you can do that 108 times, it's called one round. And it can make a big difference in your life. Absolutely. You, know, you just you Absolutely. just try it, you know. Yeah, because I think, um, you know, what Srila Prabhupada said, this chanting of the mantra is above the mental platform, bodily platform, mm -hmm. and all the other subtle platform because it's an experience. Basically, you link your heart with the Lord. You open your heart to be connected again, once again, with that Supreme Lord, which is full of love. So then, once the connection is open, and then you start to feel love, start to feel so much happiness and so much protection, mm -hmm. and so many realization comes into your mind and your heart that you think, okay, what? This is strange. What drug is this? Or what? Yeah. What? What they put inside the food? Or what? What's happening to me? Right? The real happiness in life. Yeah. Prabhupada was saying there's really not any love in this world, this material world. The only love is with Krishna. Absolutely. And if you connect with him, then the love will come forth out of your heart. You'll clean your heart. You know, more you chant, you're cleaning the heart. And if you read the Bhagavad Gita, you'll learn that you're really a spirit soul. You're not this body, like um, a black body or white body, brown body, yellow body, or male or female, or whatever it is, that I'm a spirit soul. And the spirit soul rides in the heart. And Krishna is also in there riding in the heart, this Paramatma. So he's there right next to you waiting for you to turn to him instead of trying to enjoy this material world. There's really no enjoyment in this material world. Maybe some temporary uh, 15 or 20 minutes, 30 minutes of some joy or happiness, riding a roller coaster or something, you know. <laughs> 
but it's not like all day, you know, you're in joy because if you check all of the nerves in the body, we have nerves scattered all through the body. And on these uh, scientific drawing, it shows there's pleasure. The pleasure nerves are only like less than 5%, and the rest of them are all pain, pain, pain nerves. Pain or anxiety or fear or... Yeah, um, all kinds of things. The material world is not place for gentlemen, Srila Prabhupada says. So it doesn't matter what position you have or how much money you have or how famous you are yeah. or what is your bank balance because fear is predominating in the material world. Mm-hmm. So unless you connect, that's what is called yoga. Yoga means to link. Mm-hmm. Unless we link ourselves with the Supreme, then we will never be out of this fear, you know, fear of dying, fear of accident, fear of being alone, fear of failure. So many fears are there. And by the blessing of Guru and Krishna, like you say, then we we find that road which can Make us feel today. We are not selling dream for the future. We're not saying, oh yeah, in the future, you go back to God at the way Conta, you'll be happy there. No, you can be happy here, right now. Just chant the only name and just connect yourself with the Lord. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what color, what age, what caste, what anything you are. <laughs> and once you try, you will experience yourself. And that's the beauty of the Chanting of the only name. Okay, tell us how you see the future in Mayapur because you have seen Mayapur from the be- almost from the beginning. Of course, when you came, there were only a few people. Now there are millions of people coming every day, taking darshan, participating in the ocean service by taking prasadam, by buying books. Every day we're selling more than thousand, two thousand, ten thousand books. Yeah. Thirty, forty thousand people take prasadam every day, take darshan of the Lord. This special month of of Kartik, there are. Thousands of people coming and lighting the lamp and singing. So, how you see this when this TOVP temple of Vedic planetarium will open? I don't know if you have been in Tirupati. No, I haven't. Okay, Tirupati is one of the most famous uh, temple in South India. Balaji is called. There are millions of people going there. So it's such a massive arrangement. The government actually came in and they they run a lot of the. Different things. I guess not enough pundits or to keep things going. Yes. But the government's in there helping. Yes. Facilitate people to see the Lord. Yes. They're building the ghat also here. Even over here, they're helping yeah. build Srila Prabhupada's ghat. Srila Prabhupada's ghat. So, what's your vision for the future of my? Well, it just looks great. You know, I was uh, hoping that when it, the, when the new temple opens, I wanted to look up and say. Welcome to Sridham Mayapur, you know, but <laughs> but I I quit doing the announcements before COVID, and then after COVID, uh, they haven't let me come back. <laughs> That's okay. Somebody else is doing it. Yeah. But, um, no, when I came in 91 to 96, it's like Mayapur was coming back to life. ISKCON was like in the troubled times, and then 91, they're, they were building the Grahastapara, and the Samadhi was getting finished, and... And then the, uh, they decided to, to, to make the Panchatattva deities and open that temple. So when I got here, uh, I was doing a finishing of all these uh, different buildings, HP1 to HP10. 
and some other buildings. And then uh, they asked me to come help at the Samadhi. So then they said, you'll be doing everything up on the dome area. You'll do the inside of the dome, all of the mosaic mosaics. You'll be making all the statues all the way around with your team and the lotus fountain. So I was supervising all that, and we were almost finishing. We were just working on the lotus fountain. We had all the statues done. Right. And then they said, you have to leave, because I left the construction area to go help with the samadhi when it was they were still doing construction. So then I left the samadhi before it got finished, and I helped to get the the groundwork for done and the temple for the for the uh, Panchatattva. I also uh, went over to Navadweep. I, I videoed the making of the Panchatattva. All of these videos I was shooting in 1996 on Nimai Nittai, we're having a two-month run of 1996 videos. And it's almost finished now. It ends about the 5th or 6th of November. Nice. But... Uh, I was hearing Hari Leela Prabhu's uh, podcast with you, and uh, he was talking all about the uh, hospital and the uh, all the different other things, Ayurvedic and everything. Yeah, so it's, it's going really, on. Really it's exciting, on. you know. Yeah. It's it's Krishna's the money's coming and it's happening. We'll have a like a really first class hospital, and uh, books. People are coming every day, taking books and chanting and getting some free prasada, and everything's just going beautifully. And it's just going to keep growing and growing. It's supposed to be a city of 50,000 people. So I don't see it going back the other way. It, it did uh, slow down and during COVID. During COVID, when they locked everything down, there was no TOVP work or anything. Yeah. But now everything's full speed ahead if we don't have any more nice. pandemics. <laughs> Hopefully, there won't be any. Yeah. The only pandemic we want is the chanting of the only name, which is spread all over the universe, all over the world, because this is the prediction of Lord Chaitanya. Yeah. I was just looking at the state of the world with the wars we're having, and the, yeah. the after we had the COVID and all that, that some, and then seeing that when this temple opens, we're supposed to go into a golden age, a 10,000-year golden period. So how are we going to change the hearts of all these people what is going to happen in this world that we're going to switch over to a golden age it's going to be maybe some traumatic things happen you absolutely know. because i think you know when traumatic things happen people start to think about their in their mind they start to think what am i doing think about God. why yeah what why is all these things happen why you know, as long as it's not touching you, you think, oh, yeah, some war happening somewhere, you know, some bomb yeah. falling, but it's not directly in contact with you. This COVID actually touched many people all over the world yeah. and make people realize that, okay, it doesn't matter what you have, but, you know, you have to do something which is beyond your material situation. So a lot of people are becoming more spiritual in some way, yeah. I would say, you know. Uh, like I notice all over the world, there is a lot of vegan and vegetarian restaurants. Yeah. And of course, the Vedas explain that, uh, you know, due to the fact that people are eating meat, there is all this war and all this mishandling and all this repercussion of karma, you know, because as long as people don't stop eating meat, how can they stop, you know, fighting each other, you know? is a very great cruelty against the animal and against other humans. 
But right. let's see, it looks like there is a cleansing going on around the world with all this war. There's never been a time when there was no war in this planet, yeah. always. But uh, this is, uh, I feel very fortunate. And this, If you look through the history of the world, go all the way back, you know, to be on the planet at this time and be in this spiritual city of Sri Mayapur, because this is a spiritual world. Absolutely. And Vrindavan's a spiritual world, and Jagannath Puri. A few places on this earth, yeah. is a, you're uh, connected like an embassy, you're connected to the spiritual world. Absolutely. And to be here on the planet at this time, when this is coming alive, when this temple is being built, you know, how fortunate was I to be born, and, and I have to end up here, you know, not <laughs> not over in some other place in the world. Yes. And And be able to be a part of it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great blessing. I feel we are blessed as a foreign devotee, especially to be in this place where there's the Ganges, there are constantly yeah. devotees singing. There is possibility for everybody to perform some service here. And even if you don't perform any service, you just come and sleep here for three days. It's like you've done a great tapasya or just take some prasadam or whatever. I was because listening to your podcast when you were in Italy. And you were talking about how uh, there was a big change in Italy uh, around 500 years ago when Lord Chaitanya was born. Yeah, this, this just spread off like a renaissance all over the world in England and other places. And there was a big renaissance in Italy when Lord Chaitanya came on the planet. So uh, Yeah, I think it's, of course, it's a natural thing to understand that when the Lord appeared, on this planet, there is a revival of all the art and culture and dance and music and, you know, culture so naturally. Now we are, you know, only 500 years ago, Lord Shadan appeared. It's not that far away. Therefore, you know, the mercy is still very palpable. And Srila Prabhupada came because Srila Prabhupada came and uh, it created such a great boon by printing these books, which were not available before. Srimad Bhagavadam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, and Teaching Lord Chaitanya, Sri Sopanishad, and many, many books, which before Srila Prabhupada came, they were only printed in Sanskrit, or Bengali, or maybe Uriya, or maybe in Tamil, in different languages. Because, of course, in ancient times, this knowledge was uh, transmitted through sound, I mean, the Brahmana would teach their son or their pupils or their disciple through sound vibration. But then when Vyasadeva saw that in this Kali Yuga there is no hope for these people to learn the Vedas or Sanskrit or all this knowledge, then he put it in writing for us. But then this was also not available in English, you know, only for some, some you know, people who could learn Sanskrit, which were very few. I mean, if the foreign, some people try to learn Sanskrit, they would misunderstand because they didn't have guru to guide them. They didn't have proper knowledge or culture to understand the scripture. So when Prabhupada came, he revolutionized the world by printing all these books, which are now available in more than 200 different languages. Mm -hmm. So when people can come in contact with those books, and read can create a revolution in the life of the people. So this is a great boon. And yes, as you say, this is a great period to be in this planet, even though there's war, even though there was COVID, even though there's some problem, but 
you know, the fact that we can plug into this knowledge and realize that we are not the body, we're spirit, soul. And eventually some leader, I think, will pick up this knowledge and transmit it to the whole leader of the world. There is already somebody is doing this and uh, it's a specialized type of preaching, but I believe that eventually some leader will pick up on this and then the whole world can change. What's your vision on this? Well, they said when this temple opens that the demigods will be there, will, will be will appear. seeing it. And when, when you go in Srila Prabhupada's Samadhi, you look up, and there's all the demigods, demigods showering sprinkling flowers. flowers. So I don't know if they'd just be up there watching, but or if they're going <laughs> to come down. and. <laughs> but they have powers to change a lot of the problems in this earth if they want. They can just change it at the click of a finger. That's true. <clears throat> But something has to happen. We're going to go into a different age, so there has to be a change in the hearts of the people. Absolutely. Whereas and the majority of the world, the people are into sense gratification. So, so we find uh, as devotees, you uh, get away from this sense gratification. The real happiness is the spiritual life and avoidance of the sense gratification. Living your life for sense gratification. And actually, to tell you the truth, Better than sense gratification is devotional service because Krishna says, Susukam kartum avyayam. It's very jolly perform. Like in the beginning, I was telling you, it's not boring. There is always, uh, there is always, uh, you know, some challenge. There is always some interesting stuff to do and there is always something very beautiful. And you never know what happened and you take responsibility for the Lord and, and uh, you feel happy, you feel connected. So definitely. It's very blissful. It's very blissful. You know, if you go to a lot of temples all over the world, there's a limited service. You can do book distribution, Harinam. You can cook for the deities. You can dress the deities. You can clean and maintain the building. But there's there's not a lot of services. But here in Mayapur, the world headquarters, unlimited. it's unlimited. You know, <laughs> people that like to do dramas or people that like to do uh, video editing and work with that, or, you know, so many, many services here that can be done. The people are working with the cows. Absolutely. And, and we have book distribution, Harinam. We ha- always will have that, you know. But <laughs> but there's a unlimited amount of services here that Absolutely. can do. Because when you Absolutely. get initiated, the spiritual master is supposed to try to dovetail your propensity for a particular service. And actually, you know, in every human being, there is some natural propensity. So if they engage that in devotional service, there's a natural thing. Within that, there is also spiritual realization. Because you do what you like to do, but you're doing for Krishna. And then you enjoy doing that. Then you feel very happy. I know. I'm I'm very, very happy to be here, my wife to be here and serving in the archives. Nice. All right. Thank you so much, Panda Prabhu. There is any question I did not ask you? There is any message you'd like to give to our audience today? What is a message from your for the people who listen to this podcast today? A short message you can give. Well, Srila Prabhupada wanted the devotees around the world to come for Gorpanim Festival every year. So uh, if you can try to plan that in and work it out where you can come and go on the Navadweet Mandal Parikarama and attend the Kirtan Mela. It's very, very blissful. Nice. Even if you can't, you can uh, do it online through YouTube. 
Or you can come and visit some other time, even if it's yeah. not Gorpunima time. Correct. Throughout the year. I think Mayapur, there is a continuous festival going on. Yeah. The whole year. There is always a festival going on. There is always beautiful deities, Prashadam, all in name. There are retreats. A lot of people come. So I'm sure you can, everybody can plug in into this and enjoy, you know, some little glimpse of spiritual nectar. What would you say? Yeah, the Nimai Nittai YouTube channel, you can join in and be like being in Mayapur. You can watch all kinds of different festivals and classes and what Sure. I will do a uh, search on, in, I would go to Google and write www. Well, you just type in uh, on Google, just type in Nimai Nittai in capital letters, one word. It's just Nimai one Nittai. word. Okay. And immediately it'll pop up, you know, uh, and you just select the. Uh, even it'll come up where there's YouTube. If you want to go to YouTube, you can just go up in the search bar and type Nimai Nittai. You can go that way. But I have over 7,000 videos, and I started back in 1996. And just for two months now, is nothing but 1996 videos. And a lot of people are appreciating it. To see what it was like then, there's people in the videos that are no longer on the planet. Of course. And then uh, all kinds of festivals that we have, we're, we're producing them in 4K. Uh, sent a team down. I financed and sent a team down to Jagannath Puri. And Jagannath Puri, Ratheatra was only being shown on the, the Indian channels, channels uh, yes. in 720 yes. by 480. So we went down and we videoed the whole thing in 4K. And it was edited by two different editors. We had... Uh, we put out the Rathiatra and Puri maybe in 2019 or so in 4K. Nice. So it's still the only video out there in 4K that is the whole Rathiatra. That's beautiful. That's a wonderful service. Puri is big. Okay, I'd like to thank you so much, Panda Prabhu, for coming today into this podcast. I hope we'll meet again and we'll do further podcasts in the future. Yeah. Meanwhile... Haribo, Shula Prabhupada Ki Jai. Thank you so much. Thank Hare you, Ganga Prabhu. Hare Krishna, everyone. You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur. <laughs>